So let's continue our journey with the current series we are dealing with on compromise. <clears throat> now certainly compromise is not one of my favorite topics because this topic you know deals with me in such a way that it brings even things to the surface from my own life as I prepare for this sermon. The areas where I compromise with certain things you know it brings those things into the light. So it is not an easy thing to preach about and it is not also easy to listen to these sermons. You know, as Prophet Jeremiah says, it is a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. Word of God, you know, doesn't have any partiality. You know, God doesn't really try to please anybody. God's words, as it is spoken, it breaks through everything that comes on its way. Everything, every thought and every desire that is against the will of God, it breaks open and God's words move forward. You know, but still we want to deal with this topic because it is important. This topic prompts us, it corrects us and it also edifies us as we listen to the word of God and in the context of compromise. The whole journey the children of Israel making, you know, as they were escaping from the hands of Pharaoh, as they are coming out of the land of Egypt and as they were entering into the blessed land of Canaan, that can be compared with the life that we live on this earth. You know, all of us, we want to escape this from this world at some point of time in our lives. We don't want to continually live on this earth forever. Now, if you ask a teenager, he will say that, no, I want to live maybe 90 years or in 100 years. And you just go and ask the same question, who is in the bed, maybe at, at the late 70s or late 80s, they, will, they are just ready to go. They will just say that, I'm just looking for the day when I can go away from this world, uh, from this world and into the eternity. So they escape children of Israel could make from the uh, from the land of Egypt and as they were entering into the land of Canaan can be really very well compared with the life that we live on this earth. You know, we feel at times we feel Egypt on this earth. Don't we feel Egypt on this earth? When we go around and look at the things of this world, you know, we at times feel that we are we living in Egypt? As the children of God were living, they were oppressed in the land of Egypt. And today we cannot make it as a, it's a this living on this earth is no way different from people of God they were as they were oppressed in the land of Egypt and as we are marching towards the eternity as we are moving forward you know at times it is worth looking into the kind of journey they had as they were living in the land of Egypt Egypt and as they were coming out of the land of Egypt you know as we live on this earth God has established certain standards for our living on this earth you know, when we are trying to live godly, especially those who want to come closer to God and who want to have a closer walk with the Lord, at times we feel there are forces operating in this world trying to put us down, trying not to allow us to come closer to God, the corruption of this world, and the enemy who's already have enmity with God and his kingdom, they together try to throw things into our lives. The world the, which is already corrupted and the enemy who is already angry with God and with the children of God and he is always working against the establishment of God's kingdom. He is trying to do things against us. 
But you know what scripture says in 2 Corinthians 2.11 Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan should take advantage of us For we are not ignorant of his devices We are not ignorant of his schemes We know who our enemy is Let's not allow Satan to take advantage of us because we know already who our enemy is. We know already we about his devices, his tricks and his schemes that he takes against us. You know, Satan knew that if he can make God's children to compromise with what God has commanded him or them to follow, he knows that ultimately he can take victory. All that he is trying to do is to make people to compromise with this world. And not to follow God's commandment. If you remember he tried that in the garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. And he succeeded. And he easily drew them to compromise with you know, the world. With Satan himself. And he, they reacted against the will of God. And he tried that with many individuals you know, over the history. And most of the time for our surprise he succeeded by pulling down away from the will of God. And making people to compromise with the world. Now here in the book of Exodus we see Satan trying his strategy with Moses through Pharaoh. You know, but Moses, he was a tough-minded individual. Even though he appeared to be a coward at some point of time, but then he had a tough mind when he was dealing with... Of course, it was given by God. God has strengthened him and sent him to Pharaoh. You know, God asked Moses to put a petition to Pharaoh that he has to send his children to the wilderness in order to worship God Almighty. And this request, when he made this request to Pharaoh, this request was outwardly rejected by Pharaoh. But then, you know, God had to deal with Pharaoh in his own way by sending ten plagues over Egypt to lose the hands of Pharaoh so that he can send the children of Israel into the wilderness to serve God. And we find that from Exodus chapter 8 to 10, as God struck the land of Egypt, and its citizens and all their household with ten plagues one after another we see Pharaoh's hands were set loose slowly slowly we find that we read that from in Exodus chapter 8 to verse chapter 10 the Pharaoh was bargaining with Moses or in other words Moses he was asking Moses to compromise what Moses wanted to do for God God had instructed Moses to do certain things and Moses was right there willing to obey the will of God and he wanted to do the things accordingly as instructed by God. But Satan was coming in the form of Pharaoh and he was making Moses, he was driving Moses to compromise to what God said to him. You know Satan, let's talk about Satan a little bit here. Satan is a cheap bargainer. Satan is a cheap trader. Satan, he settles down for anything. If you remember, he settled down for 30 pieces of silver coin. Sometimes even he settled down for a bowl of lentils too. Even he settled down for a beautiful Babylonian garment. You know, even, even he settled down for even a, for a prostitute like Delilah. 
Maybe even he could settle down for a herd of pigs in the field. He is a cheap bargainer. He and his tactics are so cheap. I hope you know what I'm talking about. He's so cheap, but yet his schemes, his strategies are so powerful. At times it may be a silly thing that enters into our life. It may be just a small thing that comes and grips us. But you know, at times we find that they are so powerful in our lives. In Jude, verse 9, word of God says, If you remember, Jude 9, the devil was disputing about the body of Moses with Michael. Can you imagine? The devil was disputing for the body of Moses with Michael, with the angel. You can imagine devil even he was behind even for a dead body. He's just so cheap. You know, he can just settle down for anything, any little things which can come get onto in our lives. Just want to so you know throw some more ideas about how Satan draws us to compromise with the world today. Satan is like the boys and girls dancing at the side of the roads, holding a signboard in the boards in their hands, and they say discount our closing sale. They attract you to drive towards that store. He sends, Satan even sends deals and coupons on our way to pull us into, you know, some of those areas of his influence. And we as human, we easily, you know, give up and we follow, fall into his tactics. He has a strategy and he tells us, just try this. If that doesn't work, maybe try something else. What is wrong in trying? You know, he, he throws that in our minds. And he asks us to get into those areas which we are not supposed to. He's also like a human dancing in stuffed animal costumes in front of the stores. Gaining our attention and dragging us to purchase stuffs from that store. Devil is always, you know, put an attractive picture in front of us. And he draws us closer to him. That attraction can be many things in our lives. So compromise is one of Satan's effective strategies to separate us from God. He doesn't allow us. He doesn't like us walking with the Lord. As long as we do things in a superficial way, on the surface level, he is okay with. But then when we want to leave for God, when we take a decision to move forward in our life, Satan is not happy about it. We see that exactly the same thing going on in chapter Exodus. Let's read, turn our Bibles to chapter Exodus, uh, Exodus chapter 8. And let's read one scripture there. Exodus chapter 8. As children of God were trying for a release from the hands of Pharaoh, as God was sending plagues one after another, so here we see, we are here, we, here we hear the words of Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. The request Moses put forth to Pharaoh was, he was asking Pharaoh to send children of Israel into the wilderness so that they can go into the wilderness and serve God Almighty. And here, when they came with the request to Pharaoh, Pharaoh was telling Moses and Aaron, go sacrifice to your God 
in the land whereas children of god they were asking they were asking permission not to sacrifice to the lord in egypt they were asking pharaoh that so that they can get out of egypt and get into the wilderness and sacrifice make sacrifice for god and most listen to moses response there in verse 26 and moses said exodus chapter 8 and 26 moses said it is not right to do so for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the egyptians to lord to the lord our god if we sacrifice the abomination of the egyptians before their eyes then we will they not stone us moses answer was very firm and he says it is not right to do so it is not right to do so pharaoh was asking moses to compromise the place of worship number 1 compromise the devil brings on our way is he makes us to compromise the place of worship he says it doesn't matter it's all the same it doesn't really matter it's all the same whether either you worship here or you worship there it's all the same pharaoh was asking moses moses uh, pharaoh was telling moses you just worship in the place where you are today and moses response was it is not right to do so it is not right to do so you know moses would have thought what is wrong in worshiping in this land worshiping in god in egypt what is wrong with that we can probably worship god almighty by renting a big hall and we can worship in all with all the facilities in this land it is better than worshiping in the wilderness what is wrong in worshiping god here moses could have said it doesn't really matter where we worship the lord we can worship the lord everywhere but he didn't say moses said it is not right to do so moses did not say instead he did not say that yes we can do it but instead he says it is not right if we do the sacrifice or worship in the land it will be an abomination to the lord what is abomination abomination is disgrace or dislike or hatred to the lord if i worship the lord in this land it will god is not going to be pleased in my worship the place of worship is important you know today people easily compromise with the place of worship they say it doesn't really matter where i worship the lord i can have sunday service even at my home or even i can have sunday service sitting in front of the television or he can i can read some of the bible verses scriptures to myself and i am worshiping the lord i am serving the lord it may be true in a mission field where we don't have churches in the near vicinity but certainly it's not true in beachville it's not true in canada it's not true in united states or it's not true in india or it's not true in the country where every street is filled with churches it is not true god honors the assembling of saints god honors the corporate worship you know if we try to disregard you know as what god tells us to do if we try to compromise the place of worship god is not going to be pleased at all in what we do instead it will be an abomination in the sight of god if we compromise the place where we need to worship today you know we can't worship the lord in the places which are surrounded with idols we can't worship the lord along with the people who pray to the saints 
We can't worship the Lord who invites dead spirits and they worship and they speak to the dead spirits. How can a child of God stand in the midst of an idol and spirit of idolatry and worship God? Children of God are called not to compromise the place where we worship the Lord today. God wants us to separate from those things. Moses said, it is not right to do so. It is not, no matter what you try to say, no matter the what way you try to convince me, but I know God is not pleased in my worship if I try to compromise with my worship. If we don't come out of such places in our lives, it is going to be an abomination in the sight of God. If we try to lift up our holy hands in the holy presence of God, and if we try to do the same thing with the same hands in an ungodly way, worshipping other gods, the word of God says, God's wrath will come upon us. God wants us to be separated from this wicked generation. God wants us to be separated from the idolatry. God wants us to live a separate life. Not to, not to get into the people who worship idols. 2 Corinthians 6.17, word of God says. 2 Corinthians 6.17 Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. 2 Corinthians 6.17 Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. A man or a woman who is serving the idols, he or she is unclean. They need to be purified by the precious blood of God, uh, Jesus. Until that point of time, they are unclean. If we have our fellowship with somebody who is worshipping idols, God is not pleased in those things. Isaiah 52, 11, word of God says, Isaiah 52, 11. Depart. Depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean things. Go out from the midst of her. Be clean. You who bear the vessels of the Lord. Isaiah 52, 11. Depart, depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean things. Go out from the midst of her. Be clean. You who bear the vessels of the Lord. You know, each and every one of us are the vessel bearers in the presence of God Almighty. First of all, we bear our own vessel. We bear our own cup, our own vessel. And we try to uphold people around us. We try to put our hands around them and try to lead them to Christ. And every one of us are vessel bearers in the presence of God. And God is asking us to live a life that is separated from this world. When God wants us to be part of one church and serve God. If we go around the city and try to worship the Lord from a place that is not meant for us. It will not please God. You know, today, yesterday I was talking to the pastor in Evangel. He's, he was telling me, I see that every Sunday, his church is 150 to 180 on Sunday morning. He says, I says, tells me, I see every morning, there are five or six people I see in my church. They have been visiting churches for the last few years in this city. I don't know why. I don't know what they are looking for. You know, God is telling us this morning, if God wants us to be in part of one church, he wants us to be there in the church and serve God. 
Moses was very clear about it. I cannot worship in this place. My worship place is somewhere there out there. And that's where I need to go to worship God Almighty. Moses said, it is not right to do so. For we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians if you ask me to worship in this place. It is very important. We cannot afford to compromise the place of worship today. Matthew 6.24, word of God says, You cannot serve God and riches. We cannot serve God and riches. You know, as Satan is trying to take gain our attention and make us to compromise with the place of worship, and how much important that we need to know where we belong to. As Moses knew very clearly, he doesn't belong to Egypt. Egypt. He doesn't have anything to do with Egyptians over there. He was very clear that he has to get out of that place. And as God says, Jesus says in 624 Matthew, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You know, it is Satan's deception today to make us, to make us, to compromise with the place of worship and what we serve today. And always his strategy is, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It doesn't matter really. It's all the same, but it is not so. It is not so. Moses was very clear. It is not right to do. The place we belong to, or the people with whom we serve, it is important. And God expects us not to compromise in that. Secondly, in Exodus chapter 8, let's read Exodus chapter 8, verse 28. Exodus chapter 8 verse 28 says So Pharaoh said I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness Only you shall not go very far away and intercede for me Look at the strategy of Satan again He says now I will allow you to go into the wilderness to worship But do not go too far into the wilderness what was his strategy do not go too far so that he can come back any time into my territory secondly compromising the spiritual blessings first of all we talked about you know we don't want to compromise our place of worship and secondly God is telling us we don't want to compromise the kind of spiritual blessings that God has for us God says I want you to grow in your spiritual life but Satan says I want you to be spiritual but not too spiritual I want you to be spiritual but not too spiritual so that I can always I have an influence over you you know that that's another area where devil is trying to blind our eyes today especially the eyes of the believers today and make them to compromise in those areas you know there are few sayings out there today if you go too deep into Christianity you are inviting more trouble to yourself so don't go too deep if you go too spirit filled if you think that the moment you start thinking that you are led by the Spirit of God nobody knows what spirit it is so just don't go don't get into that at all if you try to attain spiritual heights 
you may slip and miserably you may fall at any moment look at this man look at that man he was just climbing on the heights of his spiritual life but now see where his life is satan is very good in pointing out the wrong examples the wrong models he never points out jesus and tell, tells us look at jesus or look at the man of god who is standing faith so strong in his life he never points us to the right person he always points us to someone who has already fallen that's his nature he does that he tells us look at them so he tells us it's better to be average it's better to be an average spiritually you just try to be an average you know these are the some of the lies that the enemy is throwing us to, to throwing to us today he doesn't want us to grow in the lord he blinds our eyes so that people cannot see the spiritual things of god and he makes it hard for people to believe he will make people not to believe in tongues. He will make people not to believe in gifts of the Holy Spirit. He will make not people not to believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the water baptism. He makes it hard for people, you know, to believe some of the spiritual manifestation of Lord Jesus Christ. And he promises to argue with such things. Have you seen people, they won't argue with other things, but when it comes to the matter of matter of spiritual things right there they are there arguing with you and if you look into that there is nothing to argue it's just the word of god if you believe it you believe it if you don't believe it just get away that's the word of god but people take that as a point to argue with you and fight with you it's the work of the devil it's a blindness of the devil that today people's eyes are blinded just go and talk to somebody who's newly converted from other religion into christianity they will be just willing to receive the word of god they will ask what is meant by baptism what is meant by holy spirit can spirit of god come and dwell in a sinner like me can he do that and if he can do that i want it you say that god speaks to you when you speak in tongues you are speaking secrets to god i want that i want to speak to god i want to speak that secrets to god i want that experience but devil is blinding our eyes today our believers eyes today so that they will not be able to believe in things of god people and the believers they are able to you know believe a lottery when they buy a lottery but they are not able to bring believe the gifts of god how the gifts of god work in our lives you know devil wants us to compromise with the spirit uh, the things of this world especially the spiritual matters he doesn't allow us to move forward he doesn't allow us to move forward he tells us you can be an average christian you know what happens you know what happens to the lukewarmers or the cold-hearted people the, those who are compromising with the devil god looks at the church of laodicea and he tells them so because you are lukewarm neither heart nor hold i am about to spit you out of my mouth you know what a tragedy it is to be spit out of the mouth of god to be totally neglected and totally rejected by god you know it is a miserable state any child of god get, can go through some point of time in his life pharaoh was asking moses you can go to the wilderness but don't go too far don't go too far one who is sitting at the bank of the river or a lake with a fishing rod he can fish those fishes they are swimming in the surface but he can never fish a fish that swimming so deep in the water he can't reach there you know god expects us to take a step of faith into the depths 
of the spiritual realm as we deal with God Almighty. Every children of God in the word of God they did that. Moses did that. He took a step of faith 40 days without drinking, without eating. He was sitting in the presence of God to experience the glory of God, to receive the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know there are many men and women of God. They have gone to it. At some point of time God is asking us to take a step of faith to get into those areas in the spiritual realm. The devil tells us to experience the spiritual things of God in a superficial way, in the surface level. He lets us to serve God a little bit. The idea is so that he can pull us back anytime. Now if we are not so deep into the spiritual things, if we are not having so deep conviction about sins in our lives, at any moment he can just drag us away and put us into those, in those old sins which we used to live in our lives. Some of the Christian lives are a constant journey back and forth into the world and to the God. Two years they live godly and next two years they live into the world totally. You know some of our Christian lives are back and forth all the way, all the time. And if you turn back, we would have spent 20 years, 30 years, 40 years knowing the Lord. And there is absolutely no growth at all. It is Satan's strategy today to make us to compromise with the spiritual blessings of God. Thirdly, let's turn to Exodus chapter 10. Let's read verses 8 to 11. Exodus chapter 10 verses 8 to 11. The sons of Aaron. Sorry. Exodus 10. 8 to 11. So Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh. And he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God. Who are the ones that are going? His question was, Who are the ones that are going? And Moses said, we will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. We will go for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Moses was very clear. Are you asking me who is going to serve the Lord? I will tell you I have an answer. We will go with our young people, we will go with our old people, we will go with our children, our sons and daughters, with our flocks and with our heads. Because we want to go together, because we are going to have a feast over there in the wilderness. Then he said to them, the Lord had better be with you. Whose words are these? The words of Satan. The Lord had better be with you. When I let you and your little ones go... Beware, for evil is ahead of you. Who is telling this? Satan. Satan is, you know, instructing Pharaoh, sorry, Moses, and telling Moses, be very careful, because devil is there. Be careful. Verse 11, not so. Go now, you who are men, and serve the Lord. Still he is saying, you who are men, still serve the Lord. For that is what you desired. That's wrong, that's a lie. The desire was to take the entire family and the household to worship. But Satan is lying here. You can go, the men you can go, if that is what is your desire. That's a lie. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. The third lie that Satan is telling us, it is enough if one of us seek the Lord. It is enough if one of us seek the Lord, compromising our family 
as we see in Exodus. Moses' response was, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters and with our flocks and all that we have, we will go together. Pharaoh was not willing to send their children. He was not willing to send their children. Some of the versions put it a little more clear. He, he says, if you go with your women and children, evil is ahead of you. Clearly you are bent on evil. Evil is what is you are going to face. So don't go there. Don't serve the Lord. If you serve the Lord with your entire family, you will be in trouble. Just don't ever try to do that. Satan doesn't like us worshipping the Lord with our family. He tries two things. You know, we need to understand this. He either makes some of our family members not to go to church. Or he doesn't allow them to go to one church. It is a strategy of the devil. He tried the same thing with Pharaoh, with Moses and Aaron. And with children of Israel. He does two things. He either makes some of our family members not to go to church at all. Or he doesn't allow us to go together to one church. He brings division even within the family. Parents go to one place. Children go to another church. Father goes to one church and mother goes to another church. You know, only the mother goes to the church sometime. Representing the family. Or only the child goes to the church. The rest are all goes somewhere else. Even in our country, we used to see that. You know, when the bell rings in the church, the parents used to get up. Get up. It's already, you know, 10 o'clock. The bell is already rang, the first bell. Then there will be a second bell. Just get up. Dress up then. You need to go to church today. And then give one dollar coin and then send them to the church. Why? We don't receive blessing. If some of us are not representing our family at the church. And who is the one who is representing? The little one who doesn't have any clue about how to serve the Lord. It is so common among children of God today because enemy is trying to put us into this compromise of not serving the Lord as a whole family. The devil has conceived many today, convinced many today that their children are not to be included in the religious observations. There are many churches out there, they say, children, they don't have any role in godly things. On the other day, now I, I, I say that with proof, with authority. On the other day, I was talking to an elderly woman. He's from, she's from a well-known church in Halifax. She was telling me, with so much of burden in her heart, has pa- her pastor in the church preached, and she, he said it to them, from this day onwards, there is no Sunday school at the church. There is no need for having Sunday school at the church. You know, if I tell the church, you all know about it. You all know the church. So there is no Sunday school at the church. And this man, this woman, maybe she's she's late 70 or, or the beginning of 80s. She's so, you know, worried about the words of the pastor. And she was asking us to pray for the pastor. God should change her. God should change the, him. You know, many churches at times, you know, believers, they feel that children, they don't have a role. Pharaoh's strategy. Pharaoh's strategy. Pharaoh doesn't want their women to go and worship the Lord. He he was repeating, he said, let your men go. Let your men go. Pharaoh doesn't want their children to go and worship the Lord. You know, in many churches, Satan also brings the spirit of compromise in this area. He either brings the spirit of Pharaoh and so that women are not allowed to involve in the ministry. 
He brings the spirit of Pharaoh or on the other hand he brings the spirit of Jezebel so that men are not allowed to serve in the ministry. It is a strategy of Satan. Either spirit of Pharaoh there, not allowing women and children to serve God. Or the spirit of Jezebel there, not allowing men to serve God in freedom. God wants us and our household to serve the Lord. You know, if not, we need to identify those areas. And we need to command the spirit of Pharaoh to leave our family so that me and my household will be able to serve the Lord together in one spirit. We need to fight against those spirits of bondage in our lives. And we need to come out of it. Finally, let's read Exodus 10.24. Exodus 10.24. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said... The final compromise Pharaoh was trying to make. Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Let your children, let your little ones also go with you. You know Moses was very clear how he wanted to go, where he wanted to go. But then the spirit of Pharaoh or the spirit of devil is always trying to put compromise, trying to make compromise with Moses. And now he says, leave all your flocks and cattle over here. If you want to take your children also, you just go. Moses responds. Let's read verse 25. But Moses said, you must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Moses was not willing to compromise there. Moses was telling, I want to take the sacrifice that is required to serve the Lord. Verse 26, our livestock also shall go with us. Moses was again very clear. He was not willing to tend, willing to bend. Not a hoof shall be left behind. For we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God. And even we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. Doesn't matter what you say. We want to take everything. Not even a single goat, single animal will be left over there. We will take everything along with us. Pharaoh is asking Moses to take children of Israel to the church without anything to offer to God. Compromise in giving. Compromise in giving. They were, he wanted to make sure that they don't have anything to give to God. Even in the Old Testament, if you remember, in the tabernacle there was something called an altar. On that altar there were sacrifices. Every family, they bring the animals and that's supposed to be sacrificed at the altar. And as every family they come together to the temple of God into the, into the tabernacle they bring the animal and as the animal is being tested by the priests over there they are sacrificed to the Lord. None of them can come empty handed. And today in churches there is no sacrifice to keep on the altar. There is no sacrifice to keep on the altar. In fact, the devil has made churches to compromise to a, such an extent. There is no altar either. There is no an altar at all in the church. People bring their sacrifice. And the church, they don't find an altar where they can sacrifice their, their stuff. And they just take them back home. No sacrifices. No altar. You know, devil has made today's churches to this, such an extent. You know, it may not be always money. We are not talking about sacrificing or giving, making compromises in giving to God. 
it may be giving to God something that is so precious to us. Today people are not willing to give to God what is precious to them. Why people are not available to serve God on Sundays? They don't want to give their precious times. They don't want to give their precious, you know, gain. They don't want to give their time which they can probably work. They don't want to give their time. They are not willing at all to give their time to God, to sacrifice to God. We can come out with many number of excuses and say that if I don't work on Sunday, I will die. We can come out with any number of excuses. God is not at all bothered about those excuses. Whatever it may be. All that God wants us is once in a week at least. God expects the servants of God, children of God to assemble. And we cannot despise the assembling of the saints. No sacrifices. No altar. Sometimes it may be our children even. God is asking us to dedicate your children for God. Maybe a little prayer that we want to make to God. Telling Lord, if I am able to bring my child a godly, I will make sure. I will bring him in such a way that he will serve you Lord. He will serve you Lord. When our babies are there in our womb, God expects us to make that sacrifice and commitment to God. Lord, if, me, if you give me a boy or if you give me a girl, I will make sure. I take the whole responsibility on myself and I will bring her up or bring him up godly. And I will make sure one day before my eyes are closed, he will or she will serve the Lord. Where is our sacrifice today? Where is our altar today? Pharaoh was telling, do not take any sacrifices and as we go, as we go to worship God. It's not possible without sacrifice. I cannot come into the presence of God with empty handed. I want to have something that can be sacrificed at the altar. Devil makes us to compromise. So we come to the church empty handed and we go away from the church empty handed. Before we close to summarize. The devil is just like Pharaoh or the Pharaoh is like just like devil. They are often relentless. They are just busy and they are willing to compromise. And devil says it doesn't matter where you worship. It doesn't matter which God you serve. It's all the same. It's all the same. People serve God in different ways. You know, somewhere they will show flags. Somewhere they will just show hands. Somewhere they will just say, they will will not get up. They will just sit so rigid and worship the Lord. It's all the same. You don't really worry about it. It's devil's strategy. He makes us to compromise with the place of worship. But God wants us to identify our place of worship and belong to that place of worship. Secondly, he says it doesn't matter if you don't be baptized. It doesn't matter even if you not receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't really matter if you don't speak in tongues. Still you can go to heaven. That's true. We can still go to heaven once we are washed by the precious blood of Jesus. Then why God, Jesus spoke so much about it. Why Paul spoke about growing in the spiritual realms. He makes us to compromise with the spiritual things of God. Thirdly, he says it doesn't matter even if your son or daughter, they don't go to the church on Sundays. It doesn't matter even if you work on Sundays. It is enough if one of you go to church. It is even enough once in a month if you go to church. Devil makes us to compromise our family for the Lord. Finally he says it doesn't matter even if you don't give tithes and offerings to God. He still loves you. It doesn't matter even if you don't dedicate your children for God. 
they know how to come up and they will grow God will take care of them you don't worry about it it doesn't matter even if you delay the call of God in your life and you say a number of excuses and not obeying the call of God it all doesn't matter it all doesn't matter Pharaoh's strategy the devil's strategy but God still waits he's still waiting even today patiently for us as we were compromising in our giving God still waits thinking that my son my daughter will come back to me the devil always takes us away from the ordinances of God the rules and the laws of God he makes us to see the grace and compassion of God eventually he makes us ineffective for God and as Moses said I believe it is time to say that it is not right to do so for we would be sacrificing the abominations of the Egyptians to the Lord our God which I cannot do which I cannot do I wish we all stand for this faith today saying that I know what to do I know what my God expects in my life and I'm willing to do I'm willing to go for it I'm not ready to make compromise in the place of worship. I'm not ready to make the compromise in my spiritual life. I'm not ready to make compromise in my family living for God. I'm not going to make compromise in my giving to the Lord. Shall we close our eyes? This morning I believe God has spoken to each and every one of us. He spoke to me as I was preparing this. Certain things were new to me. To know how much the spirit of Pharaoh can destroy the churches today. Destroy the families today. And repeatedly in the word of God, God is making it so evident that it was the spirit of devil, the spirit of antichrist, which is among us today even. The devil is a liar. As he settles down for cheap things in our lives. As he makes our eyes blind, that we are not able to see the ordinances of God and we have gone away far away from the rules and regulations of God Almighty but Moses as he was standing in the presence of the devil he was not willing to compromise he was not willing to compromise this morning God has spoken to us God expects us to say it is not right it is not right that me alone serving God and my family is going somewhere else it is not right on Sunday morning telling excuses and sitting at home or going to workplaces it is not right God wants us to say that otherwise there is no doubt about it that we are already we have compromised with the world and with the strategy of Satan this morning God is speaking to us just don't listen to my voice if the Spirit of God is not telling you anything this morning just leave everything what I said do not worry about it but if the Spirit of God is prompting you opening your eyes in certain areas the way he brought the children of Israel out of the hands of Pharaoh today the Spirit of God is still struggling to get you and me out of the hands of the devil 
as our eyes are blinded and as we are deceived by the enemy telling excuses and compromises in our lives this morning I pray the Spirit of God may bring that awareness within our people today Spirit of God may bring may open our eyes to see those things that we are deceived with today let Spirit of God open our eyes to see the compromises which we have already made in our lives Lord God open everyone of our eyes Lord Lord it is difficult but it is possible Lord we feel that it is okay but you are saying it's not okay we feel it is right but you are saying it's not right and that's what Moses said this morning father help us Lord help us I pray that Lord one day you can open our eyes to see those areas in our lives so that we may come out of it hallelujah father we humble ourselves before you this morning continue to deal with us and continue to speak to us send all of us with your peace in Jesus mighty name amen amen